So, Fanny, what a, what a great way to incentivize companies by actually offering an incentive if they are sustainable. On that note, Fanny, we're seeing, for example, the UK is mandating climate-related disclosures, right? And we're, we're definitely, you know, I think I'm seeing this conversation in about 25 different countries that are looking to adopt it. And as you know, the SEC recently asked uh, for comments from the industry about uh, greenhouse gas emissions uh, reporting, particularly for companies that are public or any that have announced any particular goals. Talk to us about that particular ruling and in terms of companies' preparedness uh, and what your thoughts on in the terms of expansion of those kind of disclosures. Of course. So um, the, it's it's a great step, and I want to really uh, thank the SEC and also all the um, investors that actually provided comment. It's a great step to help with the standardization of um, looking at um, sustainability, all the sustainability-related risk um, as a material uh, decision um, factor for investors and uh, debt holders to actually make their decision into investing uh, in this company. What the SEC did is very interesting is, is they, so just to take a step back, some will say it's too much, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and most of us in the ESG world are saying it's great, but it's really not enough. Yeah. <laughs> so what they're saying is they're starting with um, the companies will have the large filers will have by a certain date in time, and they're giving a lot of times for companies to put that in place to disclose their scope one and scope two greenhouse gas emission. And uh, for those that have goals around scope three, or if scope three emissions are material, they need to actually disclose that as well. Um, only if it's material to their business or if they have targets. Yeah. So that's the first step. So. The ones, uh, th there's also two other factors, which is the companies will have to disclose their transition risk. And so that's very interesting because basically uh, that's a first step in the right decision where companies are going to have to analyze not only the impact they're having on the, uh, sorry, not only how the environment impacts their business, but how their business impacts the environment. Right. And the, and and all of that, how regulation will play a role in making their business evolve. So you think about, I cover the auto um, automakers. And so when you look at California regulation um, and uh, the obligation of reduction of emissions for cars, this has a huge impact on the business and it actually helped drive the electrification of the, the vehicles. And so we're starting to see the EV revolution within a lot of companies. And this is mix of you know just market evolution but also uh regulatory evolution and companies will have to actually start looking and analyzing this risk yeah it's Penny, i totally agree i think this is absolutely a step in the right direction you know i, I was i was noticing as an example scope three disclosures are actually really important you know when you look at something like apple less than one percent of greenhouse gas emissions of apple is scope one and scope two 99% is scope three. Craft, 90% of craft is scope three. And it's all because of the whole outsourced globalization, third party supplier model that's being created. So your point about that scope one, scope two, good. Scope three, if it's material, which in Apple's case, guess what? The 99% or in craft's case, the 90% is going to be very material. 
or financial institution. I mean, most of our emissions yes. are scope three emissions for sure. Um, and you know, there's scope three, I think is very important. And I think the ESG people and all sustainability people are saying we, we need more. What about water? What about waste? What about on the social side? Yes. Uh, but I think, you know, um, change takes time and it's, it's, a, it's a first step. I think on the, the, the other factor of evolution is going to be on the uh, shareholder um, yeah. side. Uh, and that's where, and thanks to that, we're seeing a lot of change. And you're seeing, um, you know, I think one big thing to look at is uh, the IFRS uh, partnership with um, SASB. And they are working currently on a set of metrics to standardize yeah. them and to make sure, you know, we all report the same data with the same unit. That would be a great start. Um, and so hopefully, hopefully that will impact positively, you know, uh, the, 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 the landscape, but it's hard for companies. And I think it's, it's important to mention that. Yeah. So Fanny, I just want to re reinforce two things for the audience that you kind of, you said. So the IFRS is a standard that over 25 countries have said that they will adopt, including the U.S. Uh, that's one I just wanted. So IFRS for the audience. The second thing I want to reinforce is when Fanny and I are talking about scope three, we're literally talking about the supply chain. So that it just shows the importance of your supply chain. And maybe the third piece, Fanny, that I'd like you to comment on that you just kind of brought up is while we, while Fanny and I started this conversation initially talking about climate change, greenhouse gas emissions being green, the reality is this movement is much bigger. This is about ESNG. So Fanny, talk to us about just even outside of the kind of climate change, what are you seeing? What are you hearing in terms of trends around E or S or G? Of course. So I think the trends we're seeing is it starts it starts with E. Yeah. And that's important just because it's 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 easier to measure. So it starts with scope one, scope two, because that's what you can control. Yeah. Then it's trickling to scope three. Um and it's it's very hard. We are in the process of calculating our not calculating, but developing a strategy to reduce our scope three emissions. It's very hard. We don't control our our clients' emissions. We yeah. have to say we can decide to exit or or, or or stay in a relationship, but it's very hard to to influence that. And then you have all the other things, which are as I said, you have water waste those are trends people are, are, are looking at that as well uh energy efficiency that's for sure and then on the social side i think social is a little bit tricky um and it's going to come the the push is going to come from the us because um there is a real awareness that um diversity women but also people of color are important for um, to 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 build your business to grow and and for long term profit, um, but you also have other metrics. Turnover, you know, uh, are an important an important um, a metric as well that people are looking. And on the governance side, I think more and more the trend we're seeing is having a compensation link to uh, ESG targets. So yeah. I would say if I have to highlight the main theme in all three uh, categories, I, I think it would be, would be that. Yeah, Fanny, very good point. I think you did a good job highlighting the, the S&G part of it. And I think the reinforcement that I want for the audience is just as SEC uh, will very likely ask for disclosure on uh, greenhouse gas emissions, so a lot of the E part of it 
very clearly we're seeing movement in some cases, for example, in the state of California, we're seeing movements in Germany and other places where greater disclosure on your social, you know, basically diversity, equity, inclusion practices, your governance practices, and then uh, from uh, e-perspective going beyond greenhouse gas emissions to, you know, where are you? Are you doing businesses in water stress environments and others? So disclosing a lot of that both for yourself and your supply chain is very clearly going in that direction very much. Yes, and I, I just also want to add, it starts with the E also because it's something you can, it was, as I said, you can quantify more easily. On the social and governance side, I think it's important, a lot of people are uncomfortable with that, but you know, it's a, there are some, a lot of studies that are out there. It's not always a judgment call. It's We know what is the right thing to do. Um, something is just a little bit harder <laughs> and it becomes a little bit political. Um, but there is some, on the social side also, you can find some key uh, key metrics to achieve, like, you know, 50% women and men, um, yeah. people of color in line with the U.S. population. There's things, very easy ways to, uh, to, to know what your targets should be. So, Penny, let's, let's go to measurement for a little bit, and then I want to come back to a few other topics uh, related to this. Many different frameworks, right? People, some people kind of look at that and go, you know, SASB, GRI, TCFT. You know, talk to us a little bit about frameworks out there, and do you see any kind of a consolidation or a standardization in in kind of like in the in the future? Yes, I mean the 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 need, and I'm not saying anything uh, groundbreaking here, but the, the need for standardization is 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 there or um, it we won't go anywhere. But I think if we take this component scope two as an example, you know, um, people started by uh, looking at, uh, you know, intensity. You had those that said, well, it should be absolute. What should be, what gas should we include? What should we not include? And I think we all came under um, the science-based target initiative uh, being the uh, relevant uh, institute to validate um, the method of calculation first, and second, what is ambitious, which is in line with a one and a half degree scenario. So I think as we go and as people are, you know, trying different things, and I think it's important, companies should try different things, even if it's not the right way to report a metric, um, you just start and then you look, it doesn't work, you adjust. And I think that's what people did for scope one and scope two. Um, and then as more companies are, are reporting in different manners, um, we're going to manage, you know, people will discuss and come to a conclusion. But the institute to look at, I, I mean, the, the partnership to look at is really um, the uh, joint venture between the IFRS and SASB. And I think that institute is the one that's going to uh, end up helping um, with the standardization of which metrics should be um okay. reported and what's the right units yeah. you know fanny to your point uh it's it, very similar to the conversation that i have with customers with large institutions is you know take a look at the standards because it'll help you decide which stakeholder holders do you want to target your esg activities towards it'll also help you decide what goals you want to have which is what do you value right what's your what 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 is it that you value so you're willing to put your money and effort behind it and then as you experience it, you can start setting targets in where you want to get to, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, 
you know, we did. That's what that's what I started in. And the loan business, what we do, or or the or the um, uh, bond business, we look at comparables. So we yeah. look at all your competitors and see what pricing they are depending on the credit profile. And I think it's it works exactly the same way for sustainability. With one thing in mind is we have a need, um, for example, in climate, to make sure the temperature raised does not increase by more than one and a half degrees Celsius, or we we, we know the consequences are terrible, and we have to do yeah. it fast. Um, the, the, the issue I have sometimes is, what about the other metrics? Do we really run into a catastrophe if we don't have 50% of, of women on the board and in leadership position? I think companies will not succeed long term, or they will, but not as much as they should. But, you know, it's hard to prove something um, it's it's hard to prove that when you do the right thing, uh, what the consequences would have been if you had not. Yeah, I think time will tell. But you know, maybe there's there's been tremendous examples of social discord, uh, and that's that's led to a tremendous amount of instability, supply chain disruption.